We're here today to celebrate the life and to mourn the loss of Patricia Ann LeMay. Pat, otherwise known as Mom or Grandma, was born on July 3rd, 1925 in Los Angeles, California. She was raised during the Great Depression with her mom and her dad and her three sisters in South Central L.A. on Danker Avenue. And for those of us who grew up in her home, we had a wonderful cook. But she would never, ever eat chicken or turkey because as a little girl in the backyard, she saw her dad cut off the head of a turkey or a chicken. I don't know what it was. And it ran around... For a few minutes, and she was totally ruined on that account. There's actually three things my mom wouldn't do. She wouldn't eat birds. She would never get on an airplane and fly. She made it to Hawaii on a boat. <laughs> but at least until I was born or growing up, she would never again drive on a freeway. 30 miles away, she'd know the side streets. Pat... Graduated from high school in the midst of World War II in 1943 from George Washington High School. After that, she worked at Douglas and at Robinson's. And just one story that passed down through the family in the late 40s. My mom was with her good friend for 70 years, Pauline, who's here this morning. I guess they're about 20 or early 20s. They came home to the house on Denker and they found a note from my mom's sister, Dodie, informing the family she had run off to elope. And so Pauline and my mom rushed out of the house as fast as they could so they would not be there when dad came home. Somewhere around 1948, 49, Patricia Walsh met Jim LeMay at the Young People's Club at St. Raphael's in Los Angeles. And in 1951, they married. My mom gave birth to her first six children while they lived on Fifth Avenue in Los Angeles. And then in 1964, she packed up with the family and moved to 410 Valley Street right here in El Segundo where she lived. Until last week, Pat dedicated her life to being a wife and a mother. She was always there at every performance, every ball game, every day we came home from school. She was there. We had a home-cooked meal every night, and they were good. Amen. Except for the pizza. Because when she would make pizza, the joke was we had to get out our spoons to eat it. She could never figure out how to make dough into actual crust. But every day, our lunches... They were packed, ready to go, and she would not let us leave the house until she kissed us goodbye. To those who married into this family, they got an extra blessing. 
to have Patricia LeMay as their mother-in-law. If every mother-in-law were like her, there would not be mother-in-law jokes. Her home was always open to the friends of her children. Growing up and through the decades, it was open, it was peaceful, it was comfortable. Many of you know that now. That's why she's Grandma Pat to you. You spend a lot of time in her home. She did have one recurring flaw. On summer vacations, it was consistent that she would plan 10-mile hikes for us kids with her in 85-degree weather, mountain-thin air, and always with almost no water. (laughs) And she'd seem surprised again and again that we would bicker and complain that we're miserable and dying of thirst. But the next summer, she'd do it again. My mom had many long-term friends. Some are here, and you loved her. And family members who enjoyed her. I really, and this is a eulogy, right? You're supposed to say nice things, sometimes even about miserable people. I don't know miserable stories about my mom. And, and I would be shocked to know that anybody actually had a bad thing to say about this woman. She really was just sweet and kind. And here's a huge one. Really easy to get along with. And since my mom lost my dad ten years ago, And then one year later, she had her stroke, which took away her speech, didn't take away her mind. She was still as sharp as a tack, but what she wanted to say, she couldn't say. A few motor skills went, no more driving, mom. But through these last nine years, when people would ask me, how'd your mom do big smile would come across my face. Because I'd say, she has the best possible care imaginable. She gets to live in her own home with her own daughter, Teresa, as her full-time caregiver. Her nurse, her groomer, her household administrator and dealing properties and bills and everything and her constant activities coordinator. For years, Teresa would keep my mom socially active. She would be the senior citizens coordinator who had weekly widow's days out to the movies, to restaurants, My mom really appreciated it. And these other women. But probably the most important contribution my sister made in these final years of my mom's life was having daily, together, 
Bible reading and prayer with her mother. You see, over the last nine years, much of my mom's life revolved around her daughter. And much of Teresa's life revolved around her mom. But not just as her mom, but as her companion. As her movie buddy, stage play friend, and dinners out alone, and with Alyssa growing up in that house, and with my mom's other friends. So, it would be wrong for me not, on behalf of all my family, to say, Teresa, thank you. We are deeply grateful for everything that you have been in mom and grandma's life these last nine years. Amen. In the final years, my mom's daily life consisted of a routine. Breakfast. And at the breakfast table, she would read her Bible for an hour or so. And then she transitioned to the backyard where she'd have her devotional readings and prayer in the late afternoon. My mom placed her hope in the testimony of a number of people in the first century who claimed that that bloodied dead man, that preacher, Jesus, was resurrected. And we were encountered by him. And we ate with him and we drank with him. And he taught us after his brutal death for a period of a month and a half. And actually, the New Testament mentions my mom. When the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 10, verse 9. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. I am here because I kind of do this for a living so it's easier for me. But I'm just representing my siblings. And it's really easy to do. Because 21 years ago. Each one of Patricia's children wrote to her a few lines that we then printed and framed and gave to her on her 70th birthday. We titled it to a very special mom. From Roseanne. I owe you a lot for the countless times you were there for me and the love you weaved into every fiber of my being. I can only pray, I can only pay you back by passing your example down to my children and hopefully in turn they will do the same. That love seed you planted will grow and grow making the world just a little bit nicer. Love, Roseanne. From Jimmy, 
Of all the experiences of growing up, one thing that stands out loud and clear is that for all the massive headaches, it's true, but for all the massive headaches I must have given you in going through my own trials and tribulations, you always stuck by me, giving me the benefit of the doubt. You trusted me and gave me respect and self-worth for that and for everything else. I will always be grateful. I feel very fortunate that God chose you to be my caring mother. I love you, James Patrick. From Tom, I thank God for all the years that I've had to spend with you, especially the last couple and the ones to come. I love you dearly as my mother and count you as my friend. With all my love, Tom. From Lori. Thanks for saving for our yearly vacations. Watching my ball games and being home after school. There's so much appreciation in my heart for this beautiful family into which you have brought me. The backyard breaks in the middle of the day have taught me to relax and to enjoy life. God bless you, Mom. Love, Lori. For 17, for 17 and a half years, you nurtured, loved, and cared for me. You are my mom. Love, John. From Joe. Thanks for always being home. No matter what town I played in, how far away or how busy you were when the first pitch was thrown, I could turn around and find you in the stands. And I always knew that it was not because you loved the game, but because you loved me. You truly made home a place of refuge, love, and acceptance. For that I am grateful, and to God I give thanks. Love, Joe. And from Teresa. I want to take this time to thank you, Mom, for the mother and daughter days we have shared together in the past right up to the present. It always made me feel special when you would take me places with you, whether we were shopping, going to Broadway plays, or riding the bus to downtown L.A. These memories will always have a place in my heart because they were times that I got to spend with just you. Thanks, Mom. And I love you. And so after a life of experiences of love and joy and pain and blessings, at the age of 90, Patricia Ann Walsh passed away on March 28, 2016. Pat is survived by 
her children, her daughter Roseanne and husband Bob, her son James, her son Tom and wife Janet, her daughter Lori and husband Dave, her son Joe and wife Sonia, her daughter Teresa, and her two sisters, Dodie and Virginia. And she survived by 14 of her grandchildren, Deanna, Ty, Treya, Shandy, Nicole, Chelsea, Trisha, Lindsay, Alyssa, Justin, Michael, Matthew, Hannah, and Caleb. And by three great-grandchildren, Ian, Brennan, and Nolan. Patricia was predeceased by her husband of 55 years, James. By her son, John. By her grandson, David. And her sister, Millie. Because of Jesus. Because of his sacrificial death on the cross bearing the penalty for sin and rising from the dead and that she believed that actually. This is a time where my mom is rejoicing. But for us who have been deeply touched by her life, it is our loss.